0: now as I'm taking actions forward, I don't care how many people show up. I don't care if I make any money. I don't care if I lose money. I know that if I give 100% of myself to this, that's where I need to be.
1: Welcome to The Path Podcast. I'm Mike Salemi. I believe that uncharted trails make the best life stories. So take a deep breath, put one foot in front of the other, and trust the ground under your feet. Join me in discussions on health, performance, business, leadership, and spiritual self-mastery because these topics are windows into how well each of us have learned to trust our own path. Let's go. This is a Soul Fire production. Today on the show, we've got Chris Marhefka. Now, Chris is someone who I've known over these last few years, and he is someone who every single time that we get to drop in together... I always walk away feeling more clear, more inspired. And he's someone who I've had the pleasure of assisting a few times in his men's retreats in the past. And in today's conversation, it's very unique. I haven't seen Chris in person for, I think, maybe close to a year or so. And he's really been in a time of transition. He's someone who's been very successful in the business world. And in these last few years, he dove deep into supporting men, supporting women, through self-development. And one of the unique things about this conversation that, that we go into is it seems no matter how much any of us could focus on our personal growth, our self-development, our levels of awareness, we can all get sideswiped. Right? especially when we are attached to our past identities. And so Chris is really coming off of a unique time where he's intentionally created space in his life. And that can be really hard for a lot of us. There's a lot of responsibilities we have, a lot of distractions in our life. And so he is coming off of taking some intentional time, some space to get clear on what is this next version of Chris going to look like and how is he going to show up powerfully to support especially men in the world. And so a lot of what we go into is men's self defense development work. Uh, He is working on a new book. He's leading men's retreats again and how he's going to be supporting. And you're going to learn a lot of insights into how to develop and step into a new way as a man of leading. And we go into a lot of the struggles that men face. And Chris says it beautifully in this podcast. You know, Maturity comes with meticulous integrity. And how can we bring that into all of the things that we do in our life to show up as better for ourselves, our families, in our communities. So without further ado, let's dive right into this podcast with Chris Marhefka. It's been in well over a year, I think. Oh no, we met in Miami. Right? Yeah. We had some Cuban sandwiches together. <laughs> <laughs> well, quite a few, I think. Quite whole a few, thing, like yeah. 30 Cuban sandwiches we on ate, the table. We
0: ate them out of Cuban sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, Yeah, very briefly, we that was like the most um, effective catch up I've ever had with a human being. (laughs) We sat down between bites. We like said our whole lives, and then we were we were gone.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and you got to meet my family, and I got to meet Victoria. So yeah, that's right. That was Mm -hmm. super special. That was special. And since then, you know, we briefly caught up. Yeah, was I think either on a uh, audio messages or on a call. And one of the things that struck me immediately was, of course, what you said, but really feeling into how you said what you said. And that was really, you were talking about this upcoming men's retreat that you're going to lead. But what you said is something to the effect of like, Mike, I've got this clarity. Like Like I either finally know or I know what I need to do and I've taken some time off. And so... I really want to get right in and I'm just so curious because we really haven't, even since rolling up here, we haven't really caught up Mm -hmm. too much. So I'm curious, what is the clarity you've gotten Mm. and what was it over this last whatever months that's helped support give you that? The
0: first thing I'll say is that um, I started working when I was 11 years old. That was my first job. (laughs) And since that point, I haven't taken more than, I think I took about a month off for my honeymoon. And even then, though, I was working. And so I've never been at a place in my life since, call it 11, where I haven't had work responsibilities, we'll call it that. And I tend to be a person that is 100% committed to whatever I'm involved with. And just being someone that's 100% committed, it takes up so much bandwidth and energy and for the first time in my life, I didn't have that. All I had was, we were, we were traveling Europe for four months. So it was like, where are we staying? <laughs> like, what food are we eating tomorrow? Um, and then just like connecting deeply with my partner. And outside of that, I had so much space. And there were two particular periods of time where I had a lot of mental space. Um, I sat a 10 day Vipassana, which is a meditation retreat. And, um, it was very, it was very, very much at the end of our travels. And so I felt complete in the travel and I felt very ready to come home, but there was still a, like a fear and an uneasiness of like what I was going to be coming back to. And by coming back to, I mean, just like, how, how do I want to serve? I feel, I don't, I'm at a point in my life where I've done a lot and I've, I've lived a lot of lives. I've, 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 I've done a lot of business and I feel finally this level of like fully trusting that I'm completely taken care of. And I, I started to see it from a different light. Like I know people talk about it, about like unconditionally serving, but I finally feel that in my body, like what that actually means. And and now as I'm taking actions forward, like this retreat, it was like, I, I even said it. I was like, I don't care how many people show up. I don't care if I make any money. I don't care if I lose money. I know that if I give 100% of myself to this, that's where I need to be. The 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 calling was so strong that all I need to be doing is is... Getting back to teaching, getting back to facilitating, getting back to to holding containers, and um, the second experience that I did, which was, I think, brought a lot of clarity to the content of what I want to bring forward, and in this retreat and some other projects, is I, I did um, a ceremony experience called Sundance, and it was a, a very uh, powerful, very sacred. Ceremony. I won't get into the details, but really what I came out of it was this level of single pointed focus in life and truly committing to staying, staying the course no matter what's happening around you. And, and that came through just by nature of like, there's a lot going on and you're, you're tired and you're fatigued and there's so much that's happening. But all you're doing is focusing on this one point and on your prayers and just like staying there. And I had this visceral experience where all of the suffering and all of the discomfort and all of the stories that I was in, when I focused on what I was there for, it all just dissolved. It was like I hadn't just been dancing in the sun for three days without food and water. It was like it was completely gone. And I experienced this. It feels a little woo, but it felt it felt very transcendent. And as I was coming back, uh, coming back out of that, um, I just started to get these really clear. It started with images, actually, with how to convey this type of energy and message to men. And I feel like that's important because we're in literally a, a macrocosm of what I experienced in that ceremony. We're in a Chaotic time, like so chaotic, and I I imagine it's only going to get more chaotic. And I, I myself felt lost. I felt disconnected. I felt like jumping all over the place. And it wasn't until I learned and really felt what it was like to just truly commit to this one thing in the present moment, even if it was just like looking at this one spot, but so laser focused that nothing else mattered, and that. From that simple like idea, that simple thought, grew this program, this this model, really, um, that I'm calling Sovereignty Codes. And man, it was like after that, after after Sundance, I couldn't escape it. Every time I was still, like thoughts would come in, and like new. It was just like I just started writing. I started writing, and I just allowed it to come through. And um, and then the call was very clear. It's just like just go teach it to literally whoever will listen. And that's who's supposed to be there. And that's what I did. As soon as I landed, I I, I
1: got right to work and I just put it together in like six weeks. So, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. Man, there's so much there that comes up. The first thing is I want to take a few steps back to something that you shared that I'm really curious to hear your experience around. And that is when you stepped into uh, the trusting, mm-hmm. okay, I would imagine I mean, I would imagine that that might be easier said than done, or there's a lot of people who want to trust, but they're very attached mm-hmm. for maybe some necessary and unnecessary reasons to finances. So I'm curious at what level did finances play in a role for you? Um, and can you speak to that around mm-hmm. like being able to step into that? Where did the finance piece step in?
0: yeah, man, in in full honesty, like. It scared the hell out of me mm. finance wise because um, I'm stepping into this role of of provider with with my partner and we're talking about starting a family and yeah there's this deep deep desire to provide in a, in that way financially and i was I was basically leaving steady income comfortable uh, easy and i I didn't know what I was going to do, and especially four months traveling Europe and just spending money and spending money, and like all this fear is 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 inside of me, and it's creeping up, and and all at the same time, like we won't go into this, but losing money in crypto and making some bad decisions, oh, wow. and like yeah, I mean, I've worked so hard my whole life. I've been such a saver and investor, and I've made some good decisions, series of very good decisions. But it was like just seeing it all whittled down and whittled down, like so much fear arose in me. And for me, I needed to create a situation that was scary enough to realize that I needed to trust my abilities. Because what I want to say is like, if you're in a comfortable place, you'll never truly know what you're made of until you're up against the wall. And so for me, I realized that I wasn't really up against the wall much. I mean, I was early in my career when I was starting businesses and I was grinding and I was hustling. But I I just mentioned to you, is like the level of excitement I feel now is the same level that I felt when I was 22, 23 years old and I was starting my first gym. But it's what's layered on top of it is this complete trust that I know I know what I have to offer is so valuable and I know I have the commitment and tenacity to find out the way in the material world in which that wants to be delivered. I'll put it that way. It's like, I know I've built the work ethic to, if it's not this thing, that's cool. I'm going to go to the next thing. If it's not this thing, I'm going to go to the next thing, but I'm going to keep, and that was, this was the message was just like just keep going because every time you iterate, it gets better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ah, man, being on the road, living out of a backpack and just, just being like, just being with my partner and like some of the best moments for like watching a sunset or sipping like a fresh espresso in, a, in Italy on <laughs> a cafe. And, and we would just sit for hours and just enjoy life. And I realized how simple it could be. And at the end of the day, I knew that there was no amount of money that could, um, of like on the low end, that could take that away from me. And I was like, okay. So if I'm okay with the worst case scenario, like this experience of life, like no matter where we are, just who I'm with, and the moments that we're sharing, like, if I can be okay with that, then, like, okay, I'm not too worried about money anymore. But it's so hard to say if you haven't experienced it, right? I also believe that I just got more and more used to needing less things, like, while in that experience. So that helped a lot. Like, we lost one of our suitcases, and so half my stuff was gone. And so <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, now I guess I have this stuff. And you know what? Every time the universe provided, I needed something and it showed up. I needed something and it showed up. I lost my razor and I guess I didn't need it. So I started growing up here. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I'm, I'm being silly, but it's but it's true. When I allowed it to happen, like everything that I needed showed up. And it was the same thing with this retreat, man. I was like super last minute and I knew I had to do it, but I, I, I hadn't been public in four months, I really six months. I, I, I just took off completely. I wasn't sharing anything. I was like, there's no momentum here. Like, I don't even know if Mm. anyone knows who I am anymore. But I just started doing whatever was clear. And I'll start by, like, I'll I'll say that when I got back, when I started, there was only one part that was clear of the whole thing. But I just did that. And then the second part became clear. And then I'll tell you, I mean, when I sat down, this, this was literally my process. It was like... I had it all, I had the logistics. I was like, here's the dates, here's whatever. And I sat down and I just said, I said, I'm getting out of the way. Just tell me who's supposed to be there. Wow. And a name came up and I sent a video or a voice note or a message. And then when that felt complete, I was like, okay, who else is supposed to be there? And I sent another one. I did that for six hours and I came out of it more energized than like, I I can't even explain. Like I had been drinking espresso the whole time. But I was so lit up because all I was doing was, was listening and trusting. And there was no gap between the two. I was like, oh, I don't know about them. About it. I was just like, no, do it. So I did six hours of invites. Wow. <laughs> that was my marketing. It was like, I, I mean, I eventually said something public about it and made a post. But like, I mean, that was pretty much all I did.
1: Wow. And and you know, I'm super bummed that I won't be able to, there's a conflict, I'll be on another trip, but I've gone to and supported in some capacity two of your retreats and man, are they powerful. And so that's what also got me so excited about this one that you're doing because it is, you know, in some way, shape or form, like this is just my experience of it. So take it for what it's worth, but it's, it is about you, but it's also not about you. In the sense, but the the more clarity that you have as the leader, it's just gonna fill into everything. And like the few people that I have talked to that are going, they're fucking pumped and they're like, Chris just got back, he's fucking clear. (laughs) And I'm like, oh shit, okay, all right, because I know what's I or I imagine and in my own experience, like I know what's possible. Yeah. And so that just excites me. So I'm Mm -hmm. so excited for you. And there's something though, and you you have touched on it, but I would love for you to share a little more. Before we started recording, you had said something uh, about um, something to the effect of like, you know, my fear, my concern was like, oh, God, is this another identity shift mm-hmm. that I'm going through? Yeah. And so, you know, you spoke about the trusting, but I'd love for you to share that because you really have been, how I view it, especially incredibly successful. For those that don't know, as a gym owner, you had a, a meal prep company, yeah. if I recall. Mm-hmm. You've also been a, a lead uh, basically, I think it was CEO, correct me if I'm wrong, but for training camp for the soul, like you've done really well for yourself. Uh, and you still experience like, holy fuck, like, is this the right quote path for me? And so can you speak to that a little bit, brother? Yeah. You know, every time, you know,
0: it's like every time change slaps me in the face, I'm like, oh man, I thought we were done. (laughs) Like, I thought we were done growing when, I mean, I know that's not true, but even myself, who's, so committed, I'm. I, I truly believe I'm so committed to my growth, and I still get caught by surprise in how attached I was to like past identities and labels and everything. Mm. And so, um, yeah, the fear was that I was redefining myself in like what I offer to the world, and I didn't. I didn't know the words to it. And again, like I was thinking all about like how do I speak about something. But what changed for me was when I said, I'm just going to speak from me rather than about something. And I'm going to see what is the content that comes out. And like that gave me permission to just be myself. And I still, I still, I mean, Don't put any identities. I mean, I even struggle with like labeling my retreats because it's like, (laughs) look, look, I mean, the content is going to be the content, but like, that's not why you're going. Let's be honest. Like you're going because what you're going to experience there and the energetic shift that's going to come from, like you said, being surrounded by, not just by one, but the exact model of the man you want to be. I remember it it was either the first or the second one. Someone, we were doing some shares. And someone raised their hand, and and they said something to the extent of, "Chris, you know, when you sent me the invite, they said, I didn't know why I was getting this because I know some other guys that are going, and I don't, I don't think I deserve to be in the room with those men." And just like intuition, I was like, "Okay, does anyone else in, Did anyone else in the room experience that when they got the invite?" And all twenty or twenty-two hands went up. And like that, like I I feel now, like I felt the whole room had instantaneous healing in that moment because there was a sense of like, oh, this story of not belonging, of not being confident, of not knowing, of not being, like being the man that other people are reflecting to me that I am. Like everyone just had that in like one moment. I was like, whoa. I was like, I didn't do anything. Like there was nothing that had to be done there. It was the co-creation of the container, which actually is the foundation of the content that I'm teaching is taking people out of the rigid hierarchies that a lot of times need to exist for certain purposes, but also learning how to evolve out of them and create new structures. And so like a big part of this this new Teaching that is like burning to come through is like a new way of leading, where we can have a sense of uh, uh, leadership without the rigidity of basically acknowledging that we're always students and teachers at any moment. I, I have this, I have this model that I use for myself, and it's like three overlapping circles, you know, kind of like Venn diagram ish, and it's. Um, I haven't really worked it into the book yet or into the model, but I, <laughs> but I will, but I will because it, it makes a lot of sense for what we're talking about. And it's what I believe makes the magic of these retreats is there's me when I'm teaching, when I'm facilitating, when I'm in, when, when I'm, when I'm in the sharing role. There's me when I'm in the receiving role and in the student role and I'm listening and I'm, and I'm processing. And then there's me when I'm in the being role. So one is, one is like communicating and putting out, one is receiving and coming in and it's where uh, like like practices, where all my practices, I'm a student, I'm, I'm growing. And then one is just the being. And I find that when you can allow it, there's this beautiful overlap that happens in, in like moment by moment, real time where you can, I mean, some people like call it flow state is like, you're, you're both learning, you're learning and receiving, you're giving and sharing, and you're just being, there's no energy. There's no energy drain, no energy output. You're just, you're, it's all flowing through. And it's this like magic point that I find myself when I'm in those containers because I'm constantly learning and I'm sharing and I'm just being myself. And there's medicine in like all three of those. And, um, I find that most people draw these like hard boundaries around these circles and they push distance between them and they have to like fully like draw a box around at this time in my life, I'm this person and I have to be the teacher or, Oh, I'm a student. I'm just learning and I'm just in this or a lot of people don't even touch being, (laughs) but what that does is that doesn't, that like cuts you off from all the potential all the opportunities, all the learning that's right there around you. And so the f- more I find I merge those and create containers where they can merge for others, the more there's ability for, for magic to just emerge in a moment, which is basically what those retreats are. Just a series of magic emerging in the moment.
1: Wow, bro. There's, oh, dude, I'm so excited and grateful one you're, you're you you've got this clarity to do more of this work but man you you've actually found like a really cool language and a structure to something that i see 100% eye to eye with mm. you and i've shared this on on many podcasts now but just like the the saying for the men of movement retreat that came up just organically was lead from the middle and what that represents to me is in many ways the language that you've just articulated so well it's the ability to shift those roles. And like, there's a lot of people in my experience that have so much identity built out of any one thing, especially the teacher role, that it's so hard to be vulnerable because they're they're either put themselves on a pedestal or they allow others to whatever it is. I don't know. But at the same time, the ability to be humble and step out of that and what that does and what I've seen it do is it models what really a, a, in my understanding, like a whole and a healthy man, the ability to be this hard and soft, the ability to be yin and yang, the ability to step up as a leader, but also be receptive. And that is such a cool thing, especially when that is the energy that is held in that container. And that is what's modeled and that is what it's encouraged. It's, it is so powerful. And I love how you said, it. it's like magic I think, emerging from one moment to the next. Today's episode is brought to you by my upcoming Bulgarian Bag Level 1 certification happening on January 16th, which is a Monday in Austin, Texas, held at the Onnit Gym headquarters. Now, Monday on January 16th is Martin Luther King Day weekend. So at least in the United States, that is oftentimes a holiday weekend where many people take trips. So this is the perfect time to come out to Austin, Texas. There's amazing food. And in the course of one day, so in about eight hours, I'm going to walk you through the four main supless Bulgarian bag dynamic movements, the spin, the arm throw, the snatch, the swing squat, all the progressions, all the regressions, how to fix a bunch of common errors. We're going to go over probably 50 other muscle specific exercises. We're going to go over programming. and we're going to have a ton of fun. And if you've been curious not only to learn this tool, but to learn a tool in general that will help you be a more resilient, a more adaptable human being where you can train anywhere with this tool, whether it's at your home, whether it's at your work. I travel with the Bulgarian back all the time. I leave one in my truck and it is a fantastic tool for both beginners as well as anyone who's even been very, very seasoned in the health and fitness space. Now, in this certification, we've got some fire people coming. Eric Leha, the Primal Soldier, will be attending. Kyle Kingsbury. If you don't know Kyle, he was just on the podcast. Check him out. He is the epitome of human optimization. Uh, We've got Aaron Alexander of the Align podcast. So if you want to learn from me as well as get together with a rad community of people, Monday, January 16th, out in Austin, Texas, you can come, you can learn, you can get Bulgarian Bag Level 1 certified with me. So go ahead and... All you got to do is I will include the link in the show notes of where to go to sign up for more information. And on this course, you're going to be able to get your own Bulgarian bag included, plus a bonus workshop. Again, check out the show notes for a link on that for more information and to register today. I hope to see you there. I'm curious, can you share a little bit more about whether it's the structure that you'll use at the retreat? the sovereignty codes, mm-hmm. like what, what really, what is the desired outcome from it, and how are you kind of building uh, into that? Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank dude, you. I'm so pumped, dude. So I just know, like I know you, so I'm <laughs> like, oh shit, this is gonna be good. No pressure, but dude, you just be, you'd be fall into the being mode if dude, I, dude, <laughs> I'm, I'm dropping right in right now.
0: <laughs> I love it. So, dude. so uh, sovereignty codes is is basically the the model, and the retreat is gonna follow the arc of this sovereignty codes and. For, uh, for like all of the, and I probably dropped into some complex story and language there, but for simplicity's sake, it's a three phase process of growth that we're constantly moving through. And it's phase one is the letting go, it's the shedding part. It's what a lot of us call healing. It's like what we find when we, when we, we touch personal development for the first time and we're like shedding stories and identities and patterns. It's a really important process because you need to let go of the old baggage that's not serving you anymore. What I noticed is a lot of people get stuck in that phase one because another way I define phase one is it's a codependent stage. Mm. And I want to take out the negative connotation of codependency because you're about to have a baby. (laughs) <laughs> for a period of time, that baby is going to be truly codependent on, on mother and on you as parents to, to keep it alive, basically. And we don't judge that baby for being codependent. It's just the stage of development it's in. So a lot of us are in that codependency where, where we need a teacher, where, we, where we, we need a model, where we need someone to facilitate us through something that we're getting stuck on ourselves.
1: Mm.
0: Very powerful time. Both you and I have gone through a lot of that. The catch is that if we don't step into the second phase, which is the independent stage, which is where we claim ourselves, where we claim ownership and responsibility of every aspect of our life, if we never step into that, we're always going to be in doubts that we can't do it, Mm. that we need someone else to tell us what to do uh, or, or where to be or who to be. And it keeps us almost like circling back in that. And we're just always constantly looking for a new person to tell us what to do, what to think. And it honestly keeps people from full expression of their life, which is, which is phase three. So, so phase one is the healing, the letting go. Phase two is the stabilization. It's where you get solid with who you are. In, in phase two, it requires a lot of different tools than phase one. Phase 1 is ex- excavation. You're you're getting excavated. You're learning safety and you're evolving from the survival state into this free state. When you're when you're feeling free, that's when you can really solidify like this deep knowingness of who you are. And what's required there is actually the same tools that's required in in fitness. It's just simple things repeated consistently. Mm. And so phase 2 is where you get deep into practices. You get deep into uh, whether it be energetic practices or meditation practices, get deep into vulnerability practices, but you're basically like solidifying all these new things that you learned in phase one. You're solidifying them. It's like you're strengthening the trunk of the tree because in phase three is when you open up. Mm -hmm. The branches open up and that's where you start to share with the world From a stable place, that's where you manifest life from. That's where you you create community from. And if you don't ever have, I find that single that point in the middle is what a lot of people are missing. They want to jump from this healing phase to this manifestation phase, but they don't feel solid on their own two feet. And what I experienced in in so many challenging moments in my life, whether they be like a really grueling fitness competition or an Ironman race or, or, or Sundance is, is like this knowingness of who I am and what I'm made of. Cause I've touched my edges Mm. and then I move them 1% more. And like touching that and knowing that is invaluable. And it, what it's, what allows me to, to do what we were just started the conversation with is like go into the unknown, not knowing if I'm going to make any money, not knowing if anyone's going to receive it, And still trusting the trunk so solidly that I can open up and just say, hey, this is what I got. Like, this is what I'm doing. I'm here. It's that part. It's that transition from phase one to phase two that I'm really, really passionate about maturing in this world, like truly maturing that phase.
1: In yourself or in guiding others or everything? Both. Okay. 100% both.
0: What I learned is that, man, our growth is so full circle so many of the valuable lessons that i learned early on in like starting early businesses and and learning to train my body and train really hard and be committed to a plan and a program are the same things that i rejected when i went through the healing process because i thought they were rigid and i thought they were like i oh, needed more freedom and space in my life and there was that was true to a point until i really realized that that structure creates freedom and that cre- it creates a courage in oneself because you know, like you've, you've done probably a million kettlebell swings. <laughs> there's no question for you or for anyone else that you can swing the
1: perfect kettlebell. <laughs> like, right? Oh, thank you. Yes. Well, there's, there's always room uh, for improvement. but yeah, But yeah, you don't know. There's, and that's yeah. why it always cycles too. Yeah. It's like
0: you, you hit next levels because what's required from you going from phase two to phase three is now you're literally opening up your heart mm. you're being vulnerable at a whole new level not just with yourself but with others in the world and so that actually requires a different tool than was required from 1 to 2 a different tool is required from 2 to 3 so there's these mm. these different evolutions that if we look at them through the same lens we keep getting stuck in the same phase so it actually is a different thing that is required to step out and we're constantly going through it too because we 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 stabilize and then we 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 expand and then there's a contraction phase or we up level like we have a baby and the whole world changes or whatever the market crashes we lose all our our, our nest egg and we start out. and it, so we're constantly going through the cycles but I find that they're just seasons just like just like the seasons outside and if we acknowledge what season we're in and this is where it's going to get really applicable is There's really clear ways to identify which phase and season you're in and exactly when is needed to step to the next phase.
1: That was my next question. I'm curious if you can speak to, yeah, especially, I mean, both of those things, but how does one know when they've done enough healing, okay, and now it's time Mm -hmm. or enough letting go, okay, now it's time. I need to fucking stabilize this thing. How, How do you develop that honest assessment process going through it?
0: Yeah. The... The phase one to phase two is when you are excavating, meaning like when you're going through and you're doing this deep inner work, if you're excavating the same things over and over again, hmm. it's time to stabilize. Hmm. Because really it's it's like I I I did an I I said in an analogy once. I remember I It's like, you know, like digging a hole in the backyard. It's like you're shoveling these big hunks of dirt and you're throwing them over the shoulder and they're going right (laughs) back into the pit. It's like you're rotating and you're throwing them back over your shoulder into the pit. And so you're working really hard in the excavating process, but the hole is not, like it's not getting better. It's not achieving the outcome. That's how you know it's time to stabilize. And, And stabilization requires you to actually check, like check out of all the excavation process. Meaning like, don't do things that keeps bringing stuff up. Like you've got enough at the surface. Let's settle this stuff. So you're ready to take on the next level of excavation. And then that's how you can really know. That's, that's like the simplest way. Because so if you just keep hitting the same things in the same way, it's because you're not actually resolving. it.
1: And then on that, that makes total sense. Thank you for sharing that. So and on that note, like, let's say someone gets to that stabilization phase and then maybe he gets comfortable there.
0: Yeah, that's usually what happens. That's actually a really you just nailed it. You almost always get comfortable in the stabilization phase because it it is easy. There's there's not a lot of because you've shed so much. You've almost like cleaned up your life to where there's not a lot of responsibility, there's not a lot of challenges. You've like basically reduced all the tension of your life, which is a great thing. And it's required Because to step into phase three, someone has to be hungry to take on responsibility for it to be Hmm. healthy responsibility and not burden responsibility. So they have to get
1: comfortable and then realize that comfortable isn't it. Can you explain the difference? And I love what you said. I'm curious. What's the difference? between burden responsibility and then what did you say on the second? Uh, I think like I, a, like, I said healthy, but it's choice, choice responsibility. Okay. So I'm choosing it. How, what's the difference? Uh, well, you just said choosing, but like, how do you, cause I imagine that like that burden responsibility, that can also be a way to hide. Yes. You know, like that's 100%. a burden or is it really, yeah. or are you really being, you know, something calling you up to no step into this. So what comes up with that? It's, I
0: have to versus I get to. Okay. So, so burden is I have to do this and this could be related to anything. It could be, oh, I have to work out because my, my body will fall apart or get fat or whatever. Like (laughs) I, I, I have to, this is, this is one that like, I have to take care of my kids or I have to go to work or I, I, I have to make this sacrifice. And while there's some value, I won't deter too much, we will come right back. There's some value to doing something when it's uncomfortable. If you're not truly choosing it, the outcome will never be even close to what it could possibly be mm. if you choose it. And so some people have to go through the process of of realizing their burdens. And in a way, there's, some burdens that can be transmuted into the choosing responsibility. It sometimes takes realizing that responsibility isn't the problem. It's how I'm viewing responsibility. What a gift it is to know and choose to take care of your family. What a gift that is. And it's a gift that so many people are missing because they feel it's a burden. And so it's the transmuting the energy. And I I believe it happens by moving through the second phase. That's the skipped phase for a lot of people. Moving through the second phase and stabilizing and getting to that point where you're solid so that you know you have the capacity to take it on. You've done the work. You're like, I'm solid. And then you can expand. And then the new challenges come (laughs) because you're expanding. You're hitting new edges. And that's great. And then you cycle through again. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the difference between choosing and have to. And, and personally, like the last year, especially for me, has been learning like the very subtleties of that and the difference between. And like in a moment, the difference between choosing to be present with my partner and being 1% checked out.
1: Or one wow. percent
0: somewhere else, yeah. The difference between, and this happened with TCS with my work. It was like I knew months before I left that it was time for me to move on, but I was keeping the responsibility because I felt like I had to. It was like I, I wanted it to succeed. I wanted to. I wanted to be there and help it grow, and I wanted to support these people. But it wasn't until I realized that like I was actually holding everything back by not being fully committed to it. And so I went through the process of what it would look like for me to be fully committed to it. And I did that. And what it gave me was by going all in, it gave me a clear answer. Mm -hmm. Before that, I wasn't all in. It was like, there was parts of me that were out. And I was like, ah, this, but when I went all in, I knew instantly. It like didn't take much time. And the same thing happened with my relationship is like, and it's happened a couple times at, at different growth points of our relationship where we've deepened a lot is I've realized all the ways where I wasn't all in. And I said, what would it look like for me to go all in or what I know all in to be at this moment? And then I do it. And then I get a clear either affirmation or a single signal no. Mm. But it's the most, <laughs> it's like the most efficient way to know if something's aligned in your life is to go all in. Because otherwise, you're always going to have doubts, even if they're just internal doubts. There's a, there's a term that I've been using religiously, dogmatically, is what would it mean to be in meticulous integrity with yourself? Meticulous integrity. Like there's not one speck of dust in this integrity. And like that's, that's the lens that I'm using. And that's the energy that I'm bringing to this retreat. It's meticulous integrity.
1: I love that, man. Wow, I super appreciate that and resonate. And if you can share as much or as little as you'd like, I'm really curious, you know, when you had left TCS to follow this, what was some of that clarity that came up? Was it that you needed to do your own thing or men or, cause in some way, shape or form, I mean, this is a new system that you've come up with and stuff like that, but I know you guys do very deep healing work in TCS. So I'm really curious if you can share on that.
0: Yeah. To be honest, there wasn't clarity then. The only clarity was, was this chapter is closed. Okay. And it was just, it, it, was, it was a, a, a misalignment. Uh, like we weren't a, aligned in visions anymore. And there was things that I wanted to do that we, we just couldn't agree on. And so I think that it was just an acknowledgement that like, this chapter is closed and that can be okay. But I had no idea what I was going to do next. I mean, that completely, honestly, like I, there was plenty of options. Like my mind could come up with plenty. Like if I played that exercise, I could be like, Oh, I could do this. I could do this or do this if something happened, but nothing felt clear. The clarity didn't come until like a few weeks before I returned home. Yeah. And that clarity was it, man. It was, it was a, it's time for me to mature at another level. Um, and, and again, I just, I, I marry maturity with meticulous integrity. Like that's how I view it. It's like, I love that. Yeah. And so like, that's how I've been walking. That's how I've been talking. And when I don't and I catch myself, I clean it up. And that process has gotten smoother and smoother every time. And it was very clear. It was like, Oh, this is what, this is masculine. Like this is healthy masculine. Like this is grounded, rooted, stable, masculine that the world needs. Like this is the type of leader. Like we were talking earlier, like a leader that can't admit that they're also learning, that can't ask for help, mm. that can't say like, hey, I don't know. Like that's not a leader. That's a dictator. And that's what we have running most of our systems in the world. And so I'm not concerned, like I'm at a, a place where I'm in full acceptance with what's happening in the world. And I'm not necessarily concerned with playing the game of fighting them in the game that they're playing. My concern is developing leaders that have the tools the capac- and the energetic capacity to build systems of change that will be so exponentially better than the way we're currently living our life that people jump ship and start going on the, the new, better systems. But to do that, leaders need to be so solid, so knowing, and then they have to be fully choosing to take up the potentially lifetime or multiple li- multiple lifetime meaning like their vision won't be achieved in their, in their lifetime and like that that's the type of legacy that i'm trying like i'm really trying to feel in for myself is like what if i do this my whole life what if i serve and and share and teach my whole life and i never realize the fruits of that would i be okay with that and the answer keeps going resounding yes and just keep doing it anyway.
1: You know, what's what rings so true to me hearing you say that is a mentor of mine. um, You would love him, but his name is Yakov Darling Khan. And he's a shaman out in the UK. He was on episode one of The Path. I reference him all the time. And one of the things that he was sharing with me, he's like, I'm going to paraphrase, but like when you're on your path and like you have, and he was using, I forget if he was using the analogy like in medicine or just in life, but we have all these dreams, right? And the dreams and all these seeds that we're planting, like they don't function on the same timeline that we function here. And so some of those things are not meant for our lifetimes. And some of the things, whether we realize it or not, we're actually continuing for better or for worse from prior lifetimes. And so it's an understanding that the dream world doesn't necessarily operate on this logical timeline. And so sometimes... It's can we be okay? Can we dream? Can we plan the seats? Can we have that meticulous integrity, which I love what you shared? But also can we also trust that certain things will not be completed now? So, man, and and one thing that comes up, especially with the sovereignty codes, or even let's just say implementing that at the retreat, when when these are like these are you know, we're always cycling through them, like you said, and these are different phases and, and kind of one grows out of the other. How have you found or what comes up for you in terms of, I mean, I imagine it's dependent on the individual and the situation, like duration in each. Are you, is the retreat, for example, more focused on the healing because that's the base or because everyone's going to be at different things in their life. So what comes up with that? For sure.
0: Um, I, I've actually, again, I, got clarity around this, the actual retreat is going to be, it's going to go through the arc of the three phases. Cool. So it's like day zero, day one and half of day two are in in like the healing and the phase one work. And then we, part of it is there's actually a moment in the retreat where we transition into phase two And I'm hoping it's going to be really clear so that people can feel the energetic shift Mm. and the difference of what we're doing. Cool. And then we're going to do the same when we shift from phase two to phase three. So the... The what we're doing and the practices that we're doing and the deep work is going to change relative to the phase that we're in. And my hope is that we can experience the whole. I know I'm excited. I'm so I up 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 like,
1: <laughs> Oh god, it's gonna be so good. <laughs> it already is good. Like it's already happening right yeah. now.
0: Mm-hmm. The medicine's happening. Yeah, I feel it. Dude, it's happening in me. So yeah. So I, I that that's the that's the vision. And then all along the way, I'm going to be giving as as little but as much of the content as i need so that it, each man is creating their own path in four pillars of their life and it's 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 health wealth love and relationship and mindset and so otherwise like physical energetic emotional and mental so these these four realms and um they're going to be essentially creating a blueprint of where they're at in these in these pillars and what is being asked of them to, uh, to evolve to the next phase. And so it's going to be like my, because in group work, you're not facilitating one-on-one necessarily with every person. So the, the test for me is, can I teach this to a group of men and for every men for it to, to make sense and be emergent in this teaching of it. And so part again, part, going back to what we were, saying earlier is like part of this for me is i learn in this container i listen so intently i observe so intently and part of it is it it shapes my language it shapes um how i explain things and so the first honestly like this is one of the first times i'm actually like going through it to another person so like, <laughs> i just uh i just realized that
1: <laughs> well and also like you're formulating and you're con- going to be continually formulating mm-hmm. to a point where maybe you're not, but at the same time, you've laid down so many reps, so many reps. I'm so blessed. One, that you're my boy, you're my, my <laughs> homie, but you've supported me in some incredible times and I've been blessed enough to do uh, you know, the same for you and show up, which mm-hmm. is an honor. And one of the things that comes up too is that, that trust piece. Because when I was thinking back to, and you'll know what I'm talking about, but one of the retreats, that that you were leading that I was at. And when the focus is such on the container and who really needs to be there, it's like, I always say like, we do a lot, but we don't do a lot. And like, I remember there was one night and we were, uh, you know, exactly where I'm going with this. And I don't know how it happened. I was like looking at a bracelet on a table. And then all of a sudden, some people started coming over, and I just started having this massive experience. And then Chris is right there in my left eardrum, coaching me through stuff. And then all of a sudden, I was going through it, Mm -hmm. processing a lot, purging a lot. And oh my God, so much came up. And I feel so blessed that you and the other guys were there. And then I didn't have my eyes open at all. And then all of a sudden, I opened my eyes. And there's fucking 17 to 20 guys all sitting around me holding space. And I'm like, I just got chills. That is the power of the container and holding that. And when everyone is showing up for the betterment, of course, of themselves, but truly for the betterment of everyone else and showing up in whatever way is needed in that moment. And if you're thinking too far ahead, you are already fucking lost it. So going back to man, I'm just so excited for you, where you're at, the work that you're doing. Uh, You know I would be there, but I will be there at the next one. Man, thank you so much. And before we close off, if there's anything else that you would love to share, please, Mike is yours. And of course, where can people find you, brother? Mm, Thank you so much. Oh, dude, this has been so much fun.
0: Thank you, brother. It feels like such an honor to be having this conversation with you and to have gone through so much of life with you. It's wild to think that like we haven't known each other, but more than a few years. And like, <laughs> I'm just like really honored to be here. And uh, thank you. Whew. Man, you just brought me back to the retreat and I was like fully in it. Yeah. <laughs> and there was also the experience I, I want to share that was um, because I know we're, we're we're wrapping up, but I wanted to say like, You have such capacity to completely shift the energy of any room that you go into. And that experience was a perfect example because you were willing, ready, and vulnerable to go into something and the whole room experienced healing as a result of that. You were playing your part by feeling what was there and like letting it happen fully. And the second experience was the father circle. That was another one that you completely, like, your spark, your heart was calling you. And, and if, if you want, I won't go into it, but you basically brought together the entire group of men to go through one of the most beautiful father healing experiences that was completely impromptu and just came together like
1: it was magic. Dude, thank you so much, man. Fucking, dude, I love you. <laughs> Fuck, man. Oh. <laughs> So appreciate you, brother.
0: Yeah. To close out, man, really the only thing that I'm seeing is the, is the one to two to three steps in front of me. And <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm running these men's retreats. This model of sovereignty code is, is getting put into a book format. I've fully accepted that I have no idea what I'm doing there. <laughs> and again, I trust and I'm doing it anyway. And so I'm going through the reps of, of what that looks like. And um my intention is for this book to be out in in early to spring of next year, twenty twenty three. So that's my intention. I just spoke it on your podcast. <laughs> just declared that shit, bro. Just declared it. Amazing. And what that means for me is full commitment. I go, now that I've said it, I go all in on it. And no matter what the outcome is, at that time frame, it's exactly where it's supposed to be. I'm gonna release it. And then um, yeah, hopefully the next the next uh, step will emerge because I'll be out of (laughs) steps at that point. (laughs) I work on a very simple brain. It's like, Oh, do this. Okay. I'll do that. Don't do this.
1: Okay. I'll do that. Yeah. Oh dude, there's so much I could say that, but I love it. It (laughs) goes back to what you were saying about, uh, or how I experienced it was fill in the words for me, but that laser focus or that single point focus, which that was so powerful for me hearing that because, you know, I have a tendency sometimes to put head to the ground and fucking go. And I think that can be a beautiful asset. But also there is some, some weak points in there or some blind spots. But what you just said about having that single point focus, that's a totally different energy and a totally different thing in my, in my mind now. And so I'm going to absolutely reflect with that. So thank you for sharing that, brother. You're welcome. Yeah. Cool, brother. And where can people find you?
0: Chris Marhefka on Instagram and
1: chrismarhefka.com. Beautiful, man. Well, dude, thank you again so much. I've got so much and you know this love and respect and appreciation for you. And I'm so excited for you, man. And uh, may it all continue, brother. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow the podcast on Apple and leave a review. It means a lot. We all have a path. And I'd love to hear how this podcast has inspired you in some way to live yours.